listening to the Heartland Author Podcast. I am Aaron Apollo Camp. For today's episode, I had the opportunity to interview Richard LaMonica. Rich is a U.S. Army veteran and the author of a fiction book, Out of the Darkness, and a non-fiction book, 13-Step Guide to Success. I'm here with Rich LaMonica, who is the author of a non-fiction book, 13-Step Guide to Success, and a fiction book, Out of the Darkness. Uh, Richard has also served in the U.S. Army. Richard, welcome to the Heartland Author Podcast. Oh, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor. I'm humbled to be invited to your show and be able to share my story with your audience. Feel free to introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Um, like Aaron said, my name is Rich LaMonica. I was served in the Army for 22 years. I was born and raised in Jersey City, New Jersey, uh, in a railroad apartment with two brothers and a sister. Uh, those who don't know what a railroad apartment is, it's an apartment without hallways. So all the rooms are connected just by a door. So we went from the living room to my sister's room to my parents' room to what could be known as the terror dome, the fight zone where all three boys lived. <clears throat> in the back room. So you, you learn quickly how to uh, take care of your own stuff and also how to, how to stand up for yourself with three boys in one room. And uh, I learned how to, how to, how to fight at an early age and, and how to do what's right and know what's right and wrong for my parents along the way. They raised us very well. Uh, we went through uh, to a high school. My only, my only goal in life was to join the army. And uh, since I was, I started school early because of my birth, uh, birth month. I was a year be a year ahead, I guess, or I was youngest of everyone in my class. And I went to the recruiter and he said, well, your dad has to sign you up or your mom. So I went to my dad and say, dad, you need to sign this paper so I can join the army. And he said, no, I'm not signing it. You're not going in the army. You need to go to college. Enough of us have served because my grandfather was in World War II. Uh, my uncle was in uh, World War II as well. A uh, cousin was, was killed in Vietnam. My dad served in the army. Uncle stayed in the Air Force. My brother was in the Navy. So he figured it was time for us to take a break, let someone else do it. I said, okay, great, but I haven't taken any classes to go to college. He said, well, you better get that work done. So my whole senior year, I took all the classes that get you into college, all the sciences, all the maths. Instead of just messing around like all the other kids, I was doing all that stuff. And then I took the SATs and passed that. Then I got into college. I said, all right, Dad, I got into college. He said, all right, how are you going to pay for it? I said, okay. So I got a job at UPS working at night. From 11 at night to 3 in the morning, unloading and loading trucks. I was playing college football in the daytime. I did that for two years. So two and a half years of college, and that was it for me. I said, that's it. I have to go in the Army. Because I really wasn't learning anything. I was just, I guess, going through the paces. I joined the Army in uh, my first stop before Stewart, Georgia. And then from there, <clears throat> excuse me, I went around the world, went to Korea, Fort uh, Campbell, Kentucky, uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, Korea, Alabama, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Afghanistan, Alabama, I mean, uh, Maryland, and then retired at Fort Campbell in 2015 after 22 years. I retired a month after my daughter graduated high school, so it was kind of timed that way. I always wanted to stay in as long as she was uh, in school. And then from there, I took an entire year off, not by choice. It was mostly because no one would hire me. They thought that, uh, I would ask for a lot of money since I served in the army so long or since I was the rank I was when I got out. And that wasn't the case. I just wanted a job. I wanted a purpose. 
And so for 365 days, I didn't have a job until I was hired by the Michigan Continues to be a fellowship program specialist, where I had the opportunity to meet amazing veterans and uh, mentor them and guide them through a six-month uh, fellowship where they interned at a local community uh, nonprofit of their choice and did great things in their communities. Did that for about two years until I landed my current role uh, working and training soldiers on Fort Campbell. In the last few years, what I've done is I've graduated from Georgetown University with my master's degree in disaster and emergency management. I started my PhD with uh, Liberty University, which I'm in the middle of my dissertation proposal right now. Published the two books you mentioned, 13 Step Guides to Success, and then now this year, Out of the Darkness. And I started a podcast called The Misfit Nation. Without spoiling too much of your uh, nonfiction book, 13 Step Guide to Success, what is that book about? So the 13 Step Guides to Success was born about during the, the pandemic. Uh, as you know, in the first year of the pandemic, there was a lot of hatred and uh, ripping at the seams of our country through basically social media people and and the, the news media telling people they should do this or this and whatever, depending on which side you listen to. So each month I would leave a post at the end of the month saying you made it to this level of Jumanji. You passed X, X, and X. Now you have to get through this for next month. And at the end of the year, I made a, a list of 13 steps, 13 rules or 13 steps to get through. And my daughter said, dad, you need to put that in the book. My daughter got published right out of high school with a, with a fictional novel called the unexpected. I said, okay, I'll do that. So I read it. I wrote it. And each month I wrote one of the chapters and I finally finished it around November. I sent it to her to be my editor, and she kept sending it back and forth. We, uh, we, we grew pretty close through the editing process, and I got it published in December of 21. But it's a book meant to help you be a better human, help you to make your, your house better, your community better, build everything around you, your close area better. That way, that'll spread out and make other areas better. It's not to make you rich. It's not to make you a successful business person. It's meant to make you a successful human. Without spoiling too much of your novel, Out of the Darkness, what is that book about? Out of the Darkness, uh, I was writing this for a long time, on and off. Then at the beginning of this year, I put a note on my wall here in my studio. I said, you will finish this book this year. So I, I started writing this book before, before I knew I had PTSD, before I knew what PTSD really was. And as I met more people with the same issues as me, I made the characters in the book based on multiple people I met along my journey in in the military and in life. So many of the characters are based on multiple people in my life. And I did character development, and it starts off with the soldier sitting on the mountaintop at the end of a battle, just looking down at himself, blood, sweat, the smell of uh, the smell of burnt stuff and death in the air, and asking himself, "How did I get here?" And then he flashes all the way back to his childhood back forward to training, it goes back and forth until the end where we finally go through a mental health uh, diagnosis and get some help. Are both of your books self-published or both of them traditionally published or both of them published by a hybrid press or did you use different publishing methods for each book? So the 13th step, I did self-publishing through uh, Amazon and then uh, out of the darkness, it was kind of a hybrid with Ingram Spark. So it's it's uh, actually available everywhere instead of just on Amazon. Now, are you uh, considering uh, writing more more books in the future? 
Yes, I've already started uh, the sequel to Out of the Darkness after a couple readers said it has to continue. So I took their took their notes, took their challenge, and I started writing again. Uh, you're also a podcast host, and your podcast is called The Misfit Nation. Uh, Misfit Nation is uh, has no spaces in it in its spelling. What type of content can a listener expect from a typical episode of your podcast? When we started the show, it was meant to have veterans come on, share their stories so they can breathe a little easier and maybe stay with us a little longer. So I, don't, I don't know if you follow the statistics, but we average a, on published statistics, 22 a day dying through suicide. It's actually closer to about 44 if you look if you factor in all all factors. So I figured this would be one way to help them. So my first few shows was veterans and veteran spouses coming on and telling their stories and getting some of that pressure off their chest and being able to breathe. And then they came back to me and said, look, we need other tools. We need things we to help us do other things. So since that time, I've had small business owners come on, teach them how to start a business, have entrepreneurs come on, teach them the factors in, that led them to be a successful entrepreneur. And authors come on, two authors from New Zealand, were my first two authors that came on, they were amazing. They came on and shared with my audience how to write a book, their process. Uh, mental health experts. I've had people come on from the music industry to tell them how to get into the music industry and how to stay focused in that. And also I had a couple asked how to get to Hollywood and I just happened to know someone that was in Hollywood and he came on and shared his journey. So if you come to the show, you're going to, you'll have an expert of one of some field on there and a great flowing conversation. Uh, we're live on Sundays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7 PM central standard time on YouTube and all our socials, and of course, you can find it on all the podcasting apps. In your uh, 22 years of service in the United States Army, uh, what did you learn while serving in the Army? And I understand you probably don't have enough time to completely answer that question. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot you learn in 22 years. Uh, starting off, I uh, right away I learned I didn't know everything I thought I knew. You go into things thinking you're a lot smarter than people around you, and they've been in the in the system, they've been in the industry a little longer than you, and they kind of they kind of teach you right away that you don't know everything and you need to learn a lot. So I learned that right away. So it was a steep learning curve. As, as I told you earlier, I went to college for two and a half years before going in the army. So I thought I was smart and I was cool and I was all this, but I learned a lot a lot after after I joined the army. I learned about me. I learned about the team the team concept. I learned different styles of leadership and my own leadership was, uh, it was brash in the beginning. Uh, I don't know if I can curse on here, but I called myself in my book. I even call myself an ass in the 13 step God success, <clears throat> my early years as a leader. And I, I, that's what I was. I was straight up that that's what I was, but it took evolution and learning, uh, human dynamics and the human aspect of things that people are different. Not everyone responds the same way to things to, to become a better leader. And I learned, I noticed that, that made me a better leader and made my anything I was in, involved with became better as I, I evolved. So did those around me. And some are still leading now being awesome leaders. And and they're they're making the future of the military now after I, I was able to hang it up and and know in my heart that our military will be fine with those leaders that are still there. So the best thing, lessons I learned were leadership. Uh, always learn. Keep learning as far as as far as you can. Always learn something new every day. And. Trust the process, and also I learned my resilience and 
mindset <clears throat> mindset shifted a lot too during uh, about the same time my leadership did. I used to flash back in leadership and always not harp on the <clears throat> past of things. And now I always focus forward. You can't focus on what happened yesterday. You got to focus on what's going to happen uh, three days from now and get things done. And that's the way to live. So I learned all that. That's in a nutshell what I learned. You you mentioned uh, you were jobless for about a year after retiring from the Army. Was that the hardest part of transitioning from military service to civilian life? Or was there another uh, aspect of that that was tougher for you? Uh, that was pretty tough. That was humbling. Uh, I As I was gearing up to retire, I knew that <clears throat> all my friends who had retired prior to me, they went and landed awesome jobs. They landed uh, government service jobs and I knew I would do the same thing because they did it. I can do it. We all we all had the same training. The problem was over the 20 or so years of war we were in at, by that point or at that point, I was 15-ish, a lot of people weren't leaving those jobs. They were staying in them and there wasn't new jobs being created. So by the time I retired, there wasn't many open. And those that were open were for either very senior or very low uh, minor roles. So I wasn't uh, I wasn't qualified for any of them. So I was kind of took me out of them. So I had to go look for different areas and I was fishing in, in ponds where I was just out of water. And that was the hardest part, being humbled and and learning to look in the mirror and say, look, you can do this. You're getting up today, apply again and keep doing that until someone bites. And then finally they did. I have uh, one final question. Who are the three most influential people in your life? Great question. Uh, first and foremost is my father, uh, Thomas LaMonica. And uh, just recently I had the honor. I went home for <clears throat> for a bad reason. My aunt my aunt had passed and I had time with my dad. I went to lunch with him. We had a beer together. He's 83 years old. Me and him are sitting in a bar drinking a beer and talking about life. And he's always been easy to talk to. And he's always been quick to share knowledge with you. And he shared that with us the whole time. And this, I had the privilege this time to put a lapel mic on him and interview him. I interviewed my dad and that was probably the, the best moment of my show ever to interview my dad. That's going to have to be a part two as people have asked for part two. Uh, number two, he's uh, passed on now. Uh, Colin Powell, a uh, great leader. I always looked up to him uh, when I, as I was serving. He was a uh, secretary of defense, secretary of state, <clears throat> uh, chairman of joint chiefs. I mean, great leader, great man, always there to, Always there to lend something, uh, knowledge to people. And even after service, he had his rules of, of living, too, his rules of leadership. You should look them up if you haven't had a chance to. Uh, Colin Powell's uh, Rules for Leadership It's probably a one-page document, and it's an amazing set of rules, and he's an amazing man. And he is missed in uh, diplomatic circles now. And my third one, probably uh, James Mattis, another great general. Met him in Iraq in 2003, four. Uh, led from the front. A true, he was a true Marines Marine. I wasn't in the Marines, but I can see the gravitation people had to Mad Dog and a great man, great influence for all those in life. Rich, you were an amazing guest for this podcast, and I thank you for appearing on the Heartland Author Podcast. I appreciate you having me, Aaron. Thanks for uh, doing all the rescheduling and uh, getting through the kinks with me. I'll include a link to Rich's podcast, The Misfit Nation, in the text description of this episode. This is Aaron Apollo Camp reminding y'all to write your imagination. Bye for now.
You can learn more about me and my book writing projects at camparenapollo.witsite.com forward slash author AAC. You can follow me on Facebook at author AAC and on Instagram at AAC Scribe. Copyright 2023, Aaron Apollo Camp, all rights reserved. This podcast episode is intended for the private listening of our audience. Any reuse or retransmission of this podcast episode without the express written consent of the podcast host is prohibited, except under fair use guidelines. Royalty-free music and sound effects obtained from https colon forward slash forward slash www.zapsplat.com.